Well, today's gospel is the conversation with the Samaritan woman. And uh, she figures out that he is the Messiah. And she runs into town to get all her neighbors to tell them he's here. Because for a long time they've been waiting for the Messiah. And uh, they come and he gives him the message. I will give you living water. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Water is very important, you know. Around here, if there's no water on your land when you drill a well, you might as well move. That means you have to truck it in. So a year to go, a couple up the line had they had no well. And they came in down and asked us for water. So they had a truck and they had a tank on it. And we gave them a tank of water because really we're used to having water. We can't live without it. 90% of our body is water. That's amazing, isn't it? So it was a good sign that Jesus picked to explain to them about eternal life. So he said to them, I will give you living water. So the Samaritan woman, she thought, well, we have water. Our father gave it to us. One of the fathers, the Old Testament, Jacob. But she misunderstood. So to get his attention, he told her everything she ever did. Well, that sort of a, a impressed her that he knew all this. So maybe she was going to listen to him about the living water. Now we know this is John's Gospel. And we know John's Gospel is all about life in Christ. But the living water that God gives us is divine grace, or the divine energies, as we say in the Eastern Church. And it's for, he says, you will live forever. Well, that's true. If we have the eternal gifts of God in us, the eternal energies, we're going to live forever. I just came back from giving a retreat to a parish, a very affluent parish, and uh, in St. Louis Obispo, in the middle of California. And uh, Louis Obispo was a bishop. Obispo means in Spanish, or whatever language it was, bishop. And we went to see some of the missions, two of them, and we also did our job while we were there, giving the retreat. And the people were very receptive. They, they enjoyed the retreat. And I looked around the place. It's very green there now. But they tell me by July everything will be brown. Something like something like around here, that's the way it is. Now, if you notice, in the summer, everything dries up. We have, to, we have water. We water, or everything dies. 
Well, if you do not have the grace of God in you, you're dead. There's two kinds of grace. One is creative energy that keeps you alive. And the other one is divine energy, a gift from the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, born by the Spirit, sent by Christ to make you have eternal life. So he was using this example of water to teach us about eternal life. So we ask ourselves, well, who is going to get eternal life? Those who do the will of God. The will of the Father who sent Jesus to teach us his will. I love John's Gospel. It's terrific. And he talks about our relationship with our Lord in that gospel. It's Jesus speaking about his relationship with the Father. And the big deal is that he came to earth to do the will of the Father. As we know from reading the gospels, it was not easy for Jesus to suffer he suffered in the garden when he was getting ready to die. And those he was depending upon him deserted him. And the guard came to take him away. And they accused him of being the Messiah. Well, he was the Messiah. But he wasn't the right kind of Messiah. They were looking for a political leader to make them a great nation. They did not realize that they had the Messiah and they were a great nation because they had the grace of God with them. And this grace of God is eternal life, unto eternal life. And that's the gift he came to bring them. Now we have many problems. <clears throat> Scripture tells us to accept this message. So we have temptations from the world, the flesh, and the devil. Many people come here to make retreats and to experience a taste of what, what monks are. And that's good, but I sometimes wonder <clears throat> if they're going to make the right decisions. So we have all sorts of theologians the last 2,000 years. Uh, they wrote theologies. Yeah, Thomas Aquinas, all these people. They applied philosophy to the data revelation. They came up with the New Deal, New Theory. That's not so good. Never just submit the gospel message to your pea brain. But that's what people do. And that temptation comes from the world. They want to run you. They want you to do what they want you to do. And they're pagans. <clears throat> 
We saw a wonderful thing yesterday. We saw the consecration of a Christian king, Charles III of England. When they started to destroy the Catholic Church after the Renaissance, the first thing they did was destroy the kingdoms. Because kingdom where kings were anointed, I think it's one of the sacraments of the church. And uh, we had something to hold older than them. They had to be servants of God. They were not all ideal. But we have a whole book of saintly kings. You should read it. <clears throat> and our last king, Charles of Austria, is a beati. He's beatified by the Pope. He was truly a wonderful person and suffered. <clears throat> he died because he could not get the right nutrition to live. So I watched the, very closely the ordination, excuse me, the, the coronation of the king. I looked through all the ceremonies carefully, pretty much all Byzantine stuff, sort of interesting. It's interesting to think, what would the world be like if our Congress was all Christians and they wanted to do the will of God? Wouldn't that really improve America? Certainly it would. But they're going the wrong way. So the world is not your friend. It wants to control you and lead you to perdition. Because most of what they offer you, money, material things, parties and all that, are not for your salvation. The flesh is a problem. <clears throat> we are all the children of Adam and Eve. Because we have a new Adam and a new Eve, Jesus Christ and Our Lady, they are here for our salvation. And a new tree, the cross, that Christ died upon to give us divine life. People pick and choose religion, what they like and what they don't like. And for the most part, I fear they're missing the boat. Third thing, the world, the flesh of the devil. The devil is very strong. You can be doing nothing wrong and he can tempt you because you're weak. Especially if you do not go to confession and receive the Holy Sacrament of the Eucharist and pray. When did Jesus tell us to pray? Pray always. I remember in moral theology when I was in seminary, uh, they talked about uh, prayer. They said, nobody can tell you how much to pray. Well, that's wrong. Jesus Christ told us to pray always. That's why we practice the Jesus prayer in our church. 
The woman of the well, she wanted living water. She was calling for incessant prayer, which will produce grace in her life. The water is a symbol of life, but prayer is the breath of the soul that keeps one alive. Without that bread of the life in you, you're a dead man. We only have to do one thing in God, his will. He has given us all everything beautiful. When I was down there in California, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. It was pretty cold too, by the way. I was better off up here. I was freezing down there. I didn't take enough uh, warm clothes. You get up in the morning, it's all in fog because they're near the ocean. And by the afternoon, it warmed up again. But their gardens were growing, and it's a beautiful town. Looks like a little paradise. And everything is painted properly. Everything is uh, just done just so. The town is cute. But you know what it costs to live there? I'll give you an example. I lost my reading glasses somewhere on the plane. So I had to go buy some reading glasses. So the father, that I was my host, and I thank him, he did a wonderful job taking care of myself and Theodore, Father Theodore. And uh, I says, I got, you got to get me some reading glasses or my lectures aren't going to be very good because I always bring notes with me for my lectures, you know, for a retreat. And you got, got, you got these funny glasses. I sort of like them. They're sort of a little bit wild. Now, if I went down here, usually if I lost a pair of reading glasses, I'd go down to the drugstore and I'd, they're usually about $12, $16 or something like that. It was $32. Ridiculous. Those people there must be very wealthy to live there. It's a beautiful place. So on my way coming back on the plane, I sat to a, uh, next to a lady who was... Uh, on her way to Montana, to a little town near Missoula. And uh, I said, well, what made you leave this beautiful place? And she says, well, you know, years ago when I bought my house, it was $19,000. She said, I sold my house for one million and a quarter dollars. And she says, besides, I can't afford to live here anymore. So she moved to Montana, where it was little, but quite a bit really easier to live, and the bills are not as high. But something is wrong when you have to live the house you want to retire in because it's too expensive to live in. They say on the radio, we are inflating, our economy is inflating. I don't believe it. I know what's happening, but everything's getting more and more expensive. But what's causing it? 
is the world, the flesh, or the devil? Take your choice. Take your choice. It's all three. How will we live? Frugally and faith-filled in prayer. Because we're going to be scared to death. We'll just have to pray. To get along with what's going on in our country. So the living water in our country is dollars. And the working people are getting less of them. And the retired people, the money they have is worse. It's worth less. But don't worry about it. Just keep God in your heart. He will protect you. But the real living water, the grace of God, the divine energies of the Holy Trinity will make you a saint. Even if you don't have all those things, even if you have to be very frugal, even you cannot be a Hollywood star. The people that persecute God's people are not going to make it. But if you're with your reality, your faith, and your prayer, you will have the living water for eternal life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.